Bye, folks. This is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Hopefully it's something you look forward to. Maybe it gets you through a little bit of the day. Dishes, laundry, changing diapers, getting ready for work, lunch, conference period. Uh, A lot of things. Whatever it is, riding up and down the road. Maybe working on fence. I'm, I'm very glad you're here. I enjoy this little community, if you'll allow me to use that term. I enjoy hearing from y'all. And I hope y'all get something out of it. Hopefully our our country gets something out of it. I can't not tell you, because I've looked out the last couple mornings, pretty gorgeous sunrise. Almost what my father would have told me as a little boy growing up, a West Texas sunrise. Just kind of pinks and purples across the horizon and absolutely not a single cloud in sight at any rate oh where was i going i don't know my brain went away <laughs> father thank you for today thank you for you father and your son jesus christ and your holy spirit thank you so much for your love and your mercy your grace your forgiveness Help us to tell you thank you for all the blessings you bestow upon us. Help us to seek your forgiveness, to repent from our sins, to acknowledge our our desperate need for you, Father and your Son, Jesus Christ. Guide our steps, Lord, each day. Be a be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Show us what you want us to do. Give us the courage to do it, the perseverance to, the wisdom to. Help our country to turn back to you, Father, if you're willing. And help us to be a part of that. Help us to help those, Father, who have less than we do, the poor and the needy, the widow and the orphan. Help us to take care of our veterans in particular, those who are disabled, who are homeless, who have given so much for our country and their families. Give us the opportunity to, today, whatever timing you have for us, give us the opportunity to care for those, Lord, and help us to take it and to do it. And and God, my words, dear Father, in your Son's name we pray. Amen. We're going to, well, we'll do that. We'll start with, finish up Valley Forge. And then uh, I haven't done, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Uh, So we were reading a a commentary by Henry Armit Brown describing the experiences in Valley Forge. Uh, Another little snippet out of this Patriot's Bible. And folks, I I don't 
I, I do it often, but I still feel like I don't. If you don't have a copy of this Patriot's Bible by Dr. Richard G. Lee, uh, or the Founder's Bible, who edited by Lance Woogles, Brad Cummings, and the David Bark, Barton, the Wall Builder Group, or America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations by William Federer. Uh, I cannot highly recommend hard copies of each of those enough. They make great gifts because they're so important. Uh, I recommend the Patriots Bible if you're just kind of starting because it's easy to get into. I don't feel like it's quite as well referenced as the other two. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. If you're looking for a little bit more meat, uh, you can get the other two. Uh, but they're not hard. The others aren't hard to get into either. Uh, I just have found that the Patriots Bible, it was kind of easier for me to get into. Uh, but phenomenal resources, folks. Phenomenal resources across the board. So this out of this little Patriots Bible insert talking about Valley Forge. Uh, you know, they were freezing, right? They didn't have clothes. We talked about that. They didn't have shoes. They were in these little tents. The winter was brutal cold. The Americans, a lot of them, wouldn't even sell them food or firewood because the money they were using was, was worthless. It wasn't worth anything because Congress was struggling so much to make money and, and, and laws and rules, etc., that would actually support the army, a lot of them, they ate, I guess, as their primary meal for a while, this mixture of flour and water called fire cake. And this says 2,000. I thought the number was closer to 3,000. I'll have to check that again. But even if, if it's just 2,000, that's over... 15% of the army died that winter from pneumonia, typhoid, dysentery. I, I, I can't help but say this. We said on the last podcast, how many of us would suffer that way to save America today? And some of y'all that are listening have been in the military you know, you've been willing to go through some of those things. You've been willing to risk your life. Some of y'all have family members who have done that. Uh, you know, I can't help but say this here again. People would often ask when I'd say, you know, where were you stationed? I'd tell them, well, my wife and I, we were in the Marine Corps over in X, Y, and Z, different places. And they'd say, oh, she was in two, you know, meaning literally a Marine. And I, I would always say no, but but every time I got deployed, every time I left, she had to do everything. So she was just as much in it as I. You know, when I left and she was completely alone with, with no real family anywhere around her. We, we pretend for some reason that that the job of wife and mother is somehow less worthy. And it's one of the reasons we're in the mess we're in today is because it allowed feminism and leftism to sneak in the, the crack there and say, see, they don't really appreciate you. They don't really care about you. You're not as important. And well, now look at us. How desperately important is that role of wife and mother? And it's apparent, folks, unless you're just blind to what's going on in the world or you're just choosing to lie. 
the fact that we don't have wives at home loving their husbands and mothers at home raising their own children is done about as much damage as anything probably shy of rejection of God and abortion to our nation. And you could make the argument that feminism trumps abortion because it's led to that. This loss of wives and mothers at home. Uh, yeah, the role of, of men going out and suffering like this and fighting for our country, you can't replace it. You have to have men that are willing to do that. You also have to have women who are willing to stay at home and keep the home fires burning. It's a, it's a choice, folks, to go off and be willing to risk your life, your health, your limbs. It's a choice that you can't ever take for granted and we never should. And I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that it's just as hard for the wife to stay home in the warmth of a house. But what I'm telling you is that God made men and women equally valuable. We have different roles. And, and whether you like it or not, the Bible specifically tells us that women are the weaker vessel. And that's going to that's gonna grate on a lot of people's ears. I'm probably stepping on toes right now. It doesn't mean they're, they're worth less, folks. It means they have a different role, just like we have a different role as men. Anyway, that's, that's a whole other podcast. That's probably 20 podcasts. We're going to go back to this Henry Armit Brown quote. Trials that rarely have failed to break the fortitude of men await them here, talking about the soldiers at Valley Forge. False friends shall endeavor to undermine their virtue, and secret enemies shall shake their faith. The Congress whom they serve shall prove helpless to protect them, and their country herself seem unmindful of her suffering. <laughs> The trials are going to be brutal. They're going to break men. Their friends, the false ones, are going to undermine them, try and sap their morality, their virtue. Their enemies will terrify them, will shake their faith. Congress can't do anything to help them. They couldn't get them clothes. They couldn't get them. The money was worthless. They couldn't buy them firewood and food. And, and the Americans who they were fighting to provide this new country with, to provide independence from tyranny and evil that, that Britain was trying to shackle them with, the chains of slavery. You talk, go back to Patrick Henry's speech. They didn't even seem to care a lot of them. They wouldn't help them. Danger shall not frighten nor temptation have power to seduce them. Doubt shall not shake their love of country, nor suffering overcome their fortitude. The powers of evil shall not prevail against them, for they are the continental army, and these are the hills of Valley Forge. The heroic dead who have suffered here are beyond our reach. No human 
eulogy can make their glory greater. No failure to do them justice can make it less. Their trials here secured the happiness of a continent. Their labors have borne fruit in the free institutions of a powerful nation. Their examples give hope to every race and clime. Their names live on the lips of a grateful people. Their memory is cherished in their children's hearts and shall endure forever. You know, this was written about Valley Forge, but you can make the same kind of comments about battles in the Civil War, Bella Wood in World War I, Iwo, D-Day in World War II, Way City in Vietnam, Chosun in Korea, Fallujah in Iraq. You can make these same same comments, folks. Hebrews 12, verse 14. Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. You know, the pilgrims, our founders, they, they pursued peace. But they resisted sin, they resisted evil. So that others might have a safe place to be a Christian, to worship God. We're seeing that falling away today, folks. We're losing what they fought for. You know this last line by Brown here. Their names live on the lips of a grateful people. Their memory is cherished in their children's hearts and shall endure forever. How many of us and this goes back, and I'm not doing a very good job on the podcast. I apologize about reading through some of these Medal of Honor winners. How many of us remember the names? We know the name of singers. We know the name of football players, basketball players, softball players, actors, actresses. We know their names. What have they suffered, with the exception of very few, very, very few? What have they ever given, really given, our country with with no real hope of gain, only suffering and sorrow. And yet we know them. We honor them. We cheer for them. We drive miles and miles to see them. How many of us would drive for hours, fly on a plane to go watch a sporting event? And then ask the same question of us, how many of us would drive hours to go watch a speech? given by one of our Medal of Honor winners, one of our soldiers or Marines or airmen or sailors who lost a leg or an arm. To honor them. If you're being really honest right now, folks, that ought to be bothering you just a little bit. How many of us sit and watch hours of Football, I'll pick on myself here. But we don't know these people. And even as you're listening to this podcast right now, and some of you are really feeling uncomfortable, we're not going to change. 
we're not going to do anything different. How many of us, my goodness, talk about our own faith? You know, this line really hits home with me because the Bible tells us to teach our children about God and Jesus Christ, God and the things that He's done for us. How many of us do? How many of us teach our children like we teach them baseball or football stats or how to hit a baseball or throw a football or serve a volleyball or throw a pitch? How many of us teach about those who have come before us? It's no wonder we like to blame kids today. We don't teach them. We don't make the important things important. I'm guilty of it too, folks. I'm so guilty of it. We sit here and watch movies and TV and we do all this stuff. We don't teach our children about those who have come before them. And then we can't figure out why our nation's falling apart. So sad. Let me see if I've got time to get to this other thing. I think I do. This is uh, Psalm 112. Uh, Grover Cleveland, something I, I've done on the podcast, but it's been a long time. Uh, maybe I'll try and do a better job of it. We'll see. Grover, Grover Cleveland placed his hand on Psalm 112, 4 through 10, as he took the presidential oath of office in 1885. You know, that's something that's so ironic. You talk about separation of church and state, and then you look at the presidents putting their hand on the Bible. Are you kidding me? But we're supposed to believe that our founders wanted Christianity. George Washington kissed the Bible at the end of his inauguration. But we're supposed to believe that they didn't want Christianity in the public sphere. You've you've lost your mind. You have absolutely lost your mind. It's we're just being cowards. We're just going along with it and allowing it. The problem is, folks, if you get enough people don't want Jesus Christ in their life, who don't acknowledge the principles of Christ as a necessity, then because of the freedom that we're given, the way that we're set up as a republic, we have the right to reject freedom and liberty and embrace chains and bondage. Psalm 112, the blessed state of righteousness. Bless the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commands. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light and the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. 
and will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Again, Grover Cleveland put his hand on Psalm 112, 4 through 10, as he took the oath of office. Heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We've put our trust in a lot of things, folks, besides God and Jesus Christ these days. And we're paying a price for it. The only hope we have as a people, as a nation, of salvaging America. And it may be too late, folks, but the only hope we have is turning to God. And even if it is too late, our only hope is still to turn to God and Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.